You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When the red light goes... Take two. When the red light goes off, we're just getting started. This is Off Air with Chris Thomas and Steven Gagliano giving you a look behind the scenes of Atlanta's top sports station as we take you through the top stories of the week from the world of sports and entertainment. Welcome to Off Air. All right, welcome, welcome, welcome on into the Off Air podcast. My name is Chris Thomas and I will be joined every Tuesday and Thursday morning by my fellow 92.9 The Game producer, Steven Gagliano. And boy, do we have a jam-packed first show for you guys. We'll break everything down. What led us to do this podcast? Why are we interested in sports radio? How did we get here, basically? Give you guys some nuggets into what's going on at 92.9 The Game. And then we're going to get in to some award show talk. Because I don't know about you, Steve. I got better things to do, man. Yeah, that's how I'm feeling about award shows these days. And then we'll introduce you guys in our third and final segment to our HOFA, something we'll be bringing you guys every Tuesday and Thursday. What is the HOFA? It is the Hall of Fame audio clip of the week. So we got something real special, little goat edition on episode one to lead us off, and then we'll break down the clip and react to it. So that's how this podcast is going to work, Steve. I'm no, I know I'm pumped to do this. How about you? I'm fired up, man. A lot goes on in these walls, and I'm I'm pointing because I'm here actually at the studio right now. That's right. You can see the, the signage right behind him. Yeah. That's right. Well, I'd be a bad weatherman. I just pointed over my wrong shoulder. <laughs> or a bad Vanna White. Yeah, that too. <laughs> I love me some Wheel of Fortune. I'd watch Sorry, that you're, over you're, an you're, award show. You're not as pretty, Steve. I hate to break it. To that's you. <laughs> that's true. I could be a good Pat Sajak then. He's not the face of the organization. That's that's, that's true. He, he is the back. He is the backbone though. All right. So <laughs> off air. So radio, right? I knew, I knew back when I want to say maybe like eighth, ninth grade is when I really first started getting into sports media and sports journalism. And you may ask why, Chris, why, why do you like these things? Cause I wasn't that good at sports. So <laughs> frankly, if I wasn't going to be good enough to play on the varsity team, then I wanted to be able to participate somehow still. Um, I got into sports later on in life. I was much more into things like video games and stuff like that when I was a younger kid. And then around middle school, I was like, hey, baseball's pretty cool. So I signed up for the baseball team. And I just, you know, I'm 10 years behind the eight ball at that point. So I was an okay player, but I was like, I'm not going to be the star pitcher or the star quarterback. So let me start investigating other ways to keep myself. The interested. sad realization when that happens. We, it all hit it. We, we all hit our wall at certain points. Some people are we. And at the at the radio station, we have 
guys like me, and then we have guys like Randy McMichael who played a decade in the NFL. So we span <laughs> very we span, opposite end of the spectrum. Yeah, we span the gamut here at Sports Radio 929 the game. Um, so yeah, so then I, I basically took it from there and I started taking journalism classes and I enjoyed writing, but I was like, I'm also not the best writer either. So what's what's another like I'm a decent writer, but I can't tell you the difference between a colon and a semicolon a lot of the times. And does the comma go here? Does the comma go there? So I said, there's got to be another way. And then I discovered local sports talk radio. Actually, no, I discovered national sports talk radio before I discovered local sports talk radio. So I started listening to ESPN which was 98.7 FM back home in New York, New Jersey. And they had Mike and Mike on in the morning and my dad would drive me to school and I'd listen to Mike and Mike. And all of a sudden I was like, Hey, I think this is what I want to do. These guys are talking into a microphone, having fun and talking about sports. And, and that was it from there. I went to Connecticut school of broadcasting and the rest is history, Steve. What about you? How'd you get into this whole thing? Yeah. So when I was in high school, I did not really have a clear vision. Where am I going? What am I doing? I, for a while, I thought I wanted to be in like culinary arts. I took culinary arts classes all throughout high school and kind of thought, hey, that seems like a great path. Then people started to tell me, you know what you have to do to become like a chef or a restaurant owner? Like You got to be cutting onions at 2 a.m., doing all that kind of stuff. Then as, again, I hit my own wall in athletics, I've, I've always loved being around sports and just it's been such a part of my life, whether it's with friends, with family, my dad coaching me in football and baseball when I was coming up. So I just, again, I thought, how can I stay around it? And then sports media was, was that for me, a way to stay involved in it, be around it. Yet, I thought I was picking something with a better schedule than being a chef or a line cook. And ah. I did not. I picked the only schedule that might be worse. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I'm still cutting onions just in a different way at 2 a.m. Yes. You're doing overnight shifts and doing God knows what to try to to try to just knock that notch belt or on your belt uh, to kind of get there in the sports media world. So that's so, how I ended up here. And I, uh, I actually went to Ole Miss, did journalism. There, huge win over. Don't Georgia tell that Tech, to Georgia Tech fans. Yeah, that's uh, <laughs> oof. Yeah, I was oof. in the building for that this weekend. No one was happy with me in my little section. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so I did journalism there, and then I actually worked in Oxford for a year as a, a writer and an editor. Then I moved to the big city of Jackson, Mississippi, for five almost six years, doing some some statewide radio there, sports. But I was mainly in news and doing politics and. Veteran newsman, Stephen Gagliano. That's why you hear me on Sports Flashes. I record those from this room right here, actually, if you're watching on the stream. And I've got that very pronounced, I'm Stephen Gagliano. That's where that comes from, all those years of news training. All right, so what I think we need to do is, for the next episode, so so we're going to build this out with you guys. This is episode one. We're going to make this thing a family. We need to get ourselves a sports media bell. And anytime we sort of divulge a factoid about the sports media landscape or about sports radio, like you just divulge that you're recording this first episode from the update booth at 99 the game, bing, we gotta hit the bell. I like I'll do it. some I'll do some Amazon shopping and see if I could find us a couple of 
funny bells that we can use for the podcast. We'll hit up Mike forward. Conti for that, our uh, our brand manager. We'll see if that's in the budget. Yeah, <laughs> as long as long as it can be found at five and below, then it's <laughs> then it's in the budget. So uh, yeah, you just laid out your path to getting here to ninety two nine the game. So I, like I mentioned earlier, came from New York. Uh, it'll be two years in November that I've been with Sports Radio ninety two nine the game. Before you didn't that, get I was here with- at a great time. No, I mean, so interesting. In the, the world, first, not at the station. Yes, the first um, the first year of shows that we did, I was the only one here. Uh, that would be another time to <laughs> hit, hit the nugget button. That's what, I think that's what we're going to call it, the nugget button. <laughs> the nugget button. Um, so, yeah, so basically Carl, Mike, for those who don't know, I am the associate producer of Dukes and Bell along with Bill Morgan. We also – have our show the other side of the glass on the weekends. And now I'm doing this pod with you. So keeping up uh, busy at 92.9 the game. Um, Cutting onions. Yeah. (laughs) Cutting something. I'll tell you that. (laughs) Um, So, so yeah, so I moved here at the end of November in 2020 and everyone was still at home. Uh, I had come from New York where I started off in 2016 as a part-time board op like everyone else. And then you rise your way through the ranks and then, I got my first full-time gig uh, producing for CBS Sports Radio and After Hours with Amy Lawrence. Bet a lot of our overnight listeners hear her on 92.9 The Game and all of our great affiliates across the country. Um, And then I want to say it was around mm, beginning of November, I guess, I got in touch with the former um, APD here, Sean Thompson, who I had reached out to him about an opening that I saw and – Our buddy Craig Carlos Valentino is now doing great things out in San Fran. So he left and I uh, got the job and the rest is history. So that's that's sort of the basic layout of of how we both got here and where we're at and our passion for the business. Um, What has been some of the things you've enjoyed the most so far in your time at 92.9 The Game and working at this particular radio station? Yeah, it's something, honestly, that kind of drove us to doing this podcast my Mm -hmm. biggest thing is just being here like being in the office is something that at my old job i was kind of on an island in my little newsroom and other people worked in different parts of the state of mississippi and so coming back here and i'm just when i'm here whether i'm doing updates or doing digital stuff or finishing up with the steakhouse now with steak and sandra as i'm filling in for oren who's on paternity leave with little baby franklin it's not it's, little baby uh, Franklin. Yeah. For, those, for those who know Oren, Oren is a mountain of a man, and his son is going to be playing middle linebacker someday somewhere. Yeah. So just being here and when the different shows come in, whether it's the morning guys when they wrap up or Andy and Randy or Dukes and Bell, just having conversations in the bullpen area while I'm eating whatever depressing frozen meal that I have for that day or whatever i, I do think, often comment on you, you yes. do spice it up you know what you know we will give uh, folks out there listening steve credit for he is a variety is the spice of life kind of guy usually if <laughs> you're try. succumbing you to a frozen something. meal you know you're gonna stick with the same one every he's got he's got a lot of he's got a lot of taste i'll give him that yeah i'll go some days i'll go tonkatsu ramen some strombolis <laughs> in there every now and then so you got to keep it exciting chris but oh, yeah so me, honestly that's it it's 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 those conversations that you know a lot of people you hear mike bell and carl dukes through your radio and that kind of thing and you see in the bullpen area just how genuine those personalities are and you know that's that's what i love about working at this station specifically is just the people around the office 
Yeah, so I I hadn't been in local radio in a few years before coming here because, like I said, I was doing the national stuff with Amy Lawrence, and it's been so so refreshing to come back here. And like you said, just every day, day in and day out, especially now that people are back in the office, it's been such a welcome change because for the longest time, all I knew was basically just me, Mike Conti, who's now our boss, Sean, our former boss, and that was pretty much it here day in and day out. And, you know, we made the most of it and we had a lot of fun and the job still got done. And, you know, Dukes and Bell was rocking and rolling like it always did. But, you know, now that everyone's back and it's face to face and there, there is something to be said, and I'm going to hit the imaginary uh, media <laughs> nugget again. I'll um, see if I can find one on my phone for the yeah, time just, just to just to play it. <laughs> um, when you're doing live radio, folks, the best thing about it is the nonverbal communication. You know you have a great show in radio when you you just look at the host or the host looks at me and I know exactly what they need or exactly what they want, whether it's a soundbite or a funny drop or we're going to go to commercial break or it's time to bring on a guest or it's time to put up a phone call. There's so much that's said without being said, and it's such a cool skill and it's such a cool thing that's unique to this industry. Whereas, you know, if you're just sitting at your desk at a nine to five listening to this podcast, you know, most of, most of your communications coming on Slack or, you know, LinkedIn or chat groups or something like that. But being able to look at your team face to face, there it is. All right. We have <laughs> there's the bell. There's the media nugget bell that we have in, in the interim. Um, that that's one of my favorite parts of doing this thing is like when, when the show's really cooking and those moments when you're driving in your car and you're, you have to almost pull over cause you're laughing so hard. Almost all of that is done with nonverbal cues. It's, it's us, yep. everyone being locked in on the same page and knowing exactly what's going on. All right. And the so, funny thing is, uh, and one final point there, I, yeah, know, go ahead, go ahead. I know the work that you go through to put together like the, the show sheet for Dukes and Bell. Right. And me, me, Steak and Sandra, we, we plan the show that morning. We put things together. You can put together everything that you want during a show. And coming off, you know, a loss for the Falcons yesterday, you have your your basis of what you're going to talk about. But the greatest moments in radio are not the ones that are written down on the show sheet. It's, yep. it's what comes organically throughout, you know, five hours, three hours, however long the show is. There's always going to be a moment in each show that you had no idea was coming. And sometimes most of the time, actually, that's the best moment of a radio show. And so those are the things that as producers we kind of love to find. And those are the moments that we're going to highlight here for you guys. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply throughout the run of this podcast. Couldn't have said it better myself. So that so that's a little just introduction to us. Normally what we'll do in this first segment, like Steve said, is we'll bring you all those media nuggets and we'll bring you everything else that you need to know about what's going on either in the city of Atlanta or at 92.9 The Game specifically. We'll, we'll bring you guys funny stories that happen throughout the week. But for this first episode, we just wanted to let you guys get to know us a little bit before we get into it. Now let's get to the juicy stuff. This time last week, maybe you were or maybe you weren't rolling either out of bed to your home office or going into the office. 
talking or not talking about the Emmys that just happened. Steve, I don't know about you. Not only did I not know what happened, I didn't know it was on. And that's <laughs> I knew pretty... it was on at least. Wow. So 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 you're even one better than I am at least. I didn't even know that they were on. Um, I think award shows are done. I just I don't find myself the same way being attracted to an award show like I was when we were growing up. I think a lot of it has to do with social media. I think a lot of it has to do with being able to get instant reaction online and then the next day on your phone. But no juice for me, man. Just none. No. And I'll tell you when I I think it started to all kind of go downhill when everything became a streaming service. Right. Everything became a streaming service and all of a sudden you didn't know exactly where to watch TV. You didn't know where to watch each show. And I think there was kind of a people were knocking heads whether it was, you know, the big cable corporations and the streaming services. Neither one wanted to admit that the other had a good product. So therefore, when these award shows came along, maybe streaming services weren't getting the recognition they deserved initially, or cable shows were being left out. And that's where the consumer, us, just all of a sudden started to go, you know what, why bother with this when they can't even figure out this kind of qualm amongst themselves? So that's, that's what happened to award shows for me, and even, even sports award shows. I am one of the few that watched the ESPYs this year. Wow. That was Steph <laughs> Curry hosted, a, right? He tried. Okay. Certainly, well, <laughs> certainly wasn't, uh, you know, the greatest hosting performance I've ever seen. But the ESPYs were something that I used to make appointment television to watch because it was it was a recap of the year that was in sports. And you have a million moments and great things that happened. And it just it fell flat on its face because it, it I'll say it reached a little too high. I'll leave it there. And then movies and tv shows i think they've forgotten why they're there movies and tv shows are entertainment for the masses and i think they get on their high horse sometimes of we're going to honor all these kind of artsy films that no one's seen that's very philosophical of you <laughs> thank you that's i've been a, called a very, the, the philosopher of our time yeah that the very now we need now we need a separate button for if, if steve <laughs> if steve goes highfalutin on us we rein him back in by by hitting another i'm just gonna get like a little c and say soundboard for us that there we go we, we can start filling in all these knocks i think the other thing too i agree with everything you said by the way um but i think the other part of it too is there's no there's no gathering around the tv for anything anymore because everything's yeah. available to watch whenever the heck you want to watch it. I know that the Emmys are on at a certain time and there's like live Twitter that people react to. Same thing for the Oscars. But it's not like when we were in elementary school or middle school and there were no smartphones. It was everyone had to be around the TV at the same time every day or you didn't get to talk about it next the next day at school or at work. The phrase water cooler talk, that's where it came from. You don't need to do that now in order to be up on what's going on. You can log on the next morning on Twitter and see all the winners, all the speeches, everything that's going on, anything that you missed. If you missed, you know, Will Smith smacking Chris Rock, it's everywhere online the next morning. Which it's one? That was the that was the Oscars. Right? That was the this year's past Oscars. Yeah. Okay. 
And that and do you and let me ask, do you remember anything else from those Oscars other than that? No. No, me not. either. Nope, me either. Don't remember which movies won. I don't barely remember. I probably couldn't tell you five movies that are nominated. And I love movies. I'm a movie buff. I watch movies all the time. I'm one of the few people that still go to the movie theaters and look forward to doing so. Um, it's just it's just not the same. Like I I remember, you know being a kid and like the MTV movie awards would be coming up in a couple of weeks and they'd be advertising for it on the TV. And I'd get so excited. I'd like mark it down on my calendar and I'd make sure to remember, you know, that night to, to get all my homework done and make sure I had nothing else going on. And you sit around the TV and they had all the special commercials for it and everything else. And I feel like, I feel like that's just an era gone by. There's, there's gotta be, I don't know if there's going to be a way to reinvent the award show, but the current method is, is certainly not working right now no absolutely not and you, you know you talk there are you know so many good movies that could be nominated and for the last what 10 years more even the marvel cinematic universe has been what people want to watch what people mm -hmm. have been watching yet those movies get no recognition at these award ceremonies and that's kind of what i mean by they get on their high horse of of leaving stuff like that out when you can't deny the impact that those movies have had on keeping movie theaters in business. Uh, people, you know, downloading these streaming services to rewatch them. So yeah, they'd rather have like those... an art, like an artsy like movie like Parasite, which exactly. is a foreign language film drama that is a great movie, but it's not gonna get the same sort of reaction as if. They said, hey, you know what? Ten years worth of work, we're going to give Avengers Endgame the award right. for best. As a culmination of right. you know, billions of dollars being brought to movie theaters across the country. So, and billions of eyeballs. Right. And, and interest. I know that uh, – I know you know the opposite of those movies maybe some of the classics. I know that's one thing that Dukes and Bell like to get on you for a little bit. There are a few movies out there that, that you haven't seen that they like to give you grief about, whether that's on the air or off the air. Well, in my defense, I am only 30. So True. Mike Bell's wheel. So for those who listen to Dukes and Bell, Mike Bell has a wheelhouse of references that he likes to make that are movies from, I'd say, around the mid to late 70s through like the mid 90s. That's his wheelhouse, which is fine. That's when he yeah. was growing up and that's when he was the same age as I am now. But, you know, I have seen... A lot of movies from that time. I just haven't seen all of them, but it was the if obscure ever, like, ones that these references are from. Yeah, the the he quoted. I think it was the Naked Gun the other day, and I just I just haven't seen the movie. I know what it is. I mm -hmm. it just hasn't ever been on, or I haven't ever, you know, went out of my way to make sure that I that I see it. And when he asked me on the air if I see it, and I say no, it's like come on, you know, <laughs> how could you not seen the Naked Gun? It's like well, you know. Have, did you see the the reboot of the Power Rangers movie? I bet you didn't. Why? Because it's not <laughs> that, relevant. That would be the to you. upset of all time, if right? And, but the Power Rangers was my wheelhouse as a kid growing up. So when I'm you know 28 years old and they bring out a remake, I'm interested in it. I want to go see it just to check it out. But yeah. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be like, no, oh, you didn't see the Power <laughs> Rangers reboot or the Transformers reboot. What the hell is wrong with you, man? But listen, they're just they're just busting my chops about all that stuff. But it is a good it is a good point, regardless. I mean, for the award shows and for 
for movies in general, everyone has what they consider to be the golden age, the gold standard, when things were best. And I'm sure if there's younger kids, you know, that stumble upon our podcast maybe and listen to it, they're going to be like, what do you mean the MTV Movie Awards are the best thing now? Did you see, you know, Dua Lipa's live performance on there and, you know, whatever, and I, or, you know, Ariana Grande, who are both talented artists who have a million charts on pop radio, but it's just, it's not something I listen to. My wheelhouse was Backstreet Boys, Sync, and Britney Spears. Love it. There, I'll say, as far as old movies go, the other night, me, John Chuckery, and Dylan Matthews were here during an Atlanta United game, and there was the reveal for the new 2024 Ford Mustang. I've okay. always been a, a Mustang fan. I've only driven Mustangs up to this point. I'm 28. So I'm, it's not like I've been doing it forever, but I asked Chuckery, I said, are you a car guy? And he said, nah, not really, whatever. So we started talking about it though. And I said, Mustang. And he said, oh, like bullet. And he looked at me as if I had no idea what the movie was. And I said, oh yeah, I love that. That was the first time John Chuckery has looked at me, not as a dopey millennial, <laughs> but an actual colleague and coworker, I think here at 92.9. He was very impressed that I had seen bullet. You never know what's going to earn another uh, dang media nugget. Sports radio guys, we're all quirky and we're all a little cuckoo. So we all have we all have our little quirks and things that we love. There it is that we love, and that uh, you know I'll say this like you know Mike Bell loves cars. That's a huge interest of his outside of radio. Carl Dukes loves music. You know what his favorite? If I gave you a thousand guesses to guess Carl Dukes' favorite band, you wouldn't get it. You know what it is? No idea. Coldplay. Really? Yeah. So that that's what I'm saying. Like we're all these eclectic sort of, you know, huh. bunch that should of be your only rejoin music today. Is, is yeah, Coldplay, exactly. Since we it's talked about it. That shameless plug for the pod. I'm gonna get some copyright infringement going on here if I keep going. Yeah. So so that's what. Yeah, we we've got dance pop intro space we've got some nice stock music so <laughs> we'll you need to, to throw to that we'll find one that sounds like cold play yeah we'll, we'll have to we'll have to get to those but yeah so that's that's all we're saying it's just like award shows are gonna morph into something else the way that tv and streaming and even now sports with like amazon getting thursday night football and all that kind of stuff uh, by the way on thursday oh boy I got something about this Thursday night football broadcast mm. that we're going to talk to the people about. That's a little, little tease for you there because I am not a happy camper with one particular aspect of what's going on with streaming NFL football on the, on the TV. And All right. it, I like it. It, it really interrupted. Yeah. I re it really interrupted my Thursday night football viewing experience. And I didn't even realize it was going to be a thing until I started watching the broadcast. I was caught way off guard by it. Um, Brown Steelers, right? This Thursday? Is it? I didn't even look. I yeah. didn't even look that As a far Browns ahead. fan, I'm, I'm not looking forward to that, to that after what happened to the freaking Jets on Sunday. Hey, J E T S baby. <laughs> my Jets got a, my Jets got a win in the most, <laughs> in the most ridiculous fashion you could ever imagine to. Um, the the Browns, right, so I was just going to say over the last, I think almost 2,300 times that a team had been winning by 13 points with a minute and a half to play, they won the game. Brown's first team to screw that up since 2001. And the Browns were the last team to do it in 2001. So 
Wow, a long-suffering Browns fan, it continues. The, the fact that you memorize that nugget being on the losing end of that stat is pretty phenomenal. I will, I will say what that. What we do as Browns fans, that's Chris. The, you know what? You take it on the chin, and then you wear it like a bib proudly around your neck. That's, that's exactly. what you do. All right, final segment of the show here. It is the premiere edition of the HOFA, the Hall of Fame audio clip of the day. And we bring you one Mr. Thomas Edward Brady. This was, I believe, going into the game that they played yesterday that they beat the Saints. And he was asked, dude, you're 45. How the heck do you feel after playing in an NFL game? Care. Now, it requires care when you're younger, too. But at the same time, there's no margin of error when you're 45. You know, you take hits and you feel every hit. When you're younger, you have your body's a lot different. And when you're 45, your body changes a lot. So, what am I dealing with now? I woke up today going, holy shit. that was a, you know, there was a few hits and, and uh, you know, you look at your arm and you got bruises, you got cuts and you got, you know, the way it is and you go, okay, how much longer do I, I want to make this commitment? And I obviously Ugh. made the commitment for this year and everything's going to be, you know, like always continue Probably to evaluate, have. you know, all these different aspects of playing. There's a huge level of commitment for your. Oh, Steve, here we go again. This guy, this is now, this is, all right, this is now twice, twice in the past three weeks that he's come out and made some sort of reference to he's old, he's busy, and now he's tired and he's hurt. Tom, do me a favor. Play or don't play. Exactly. Now he's getting Wednesdays off every week. I know. I mean, bro. Something's not right there. I don't, whatever's going on at home, it's got to be fixed because I do not want to deal with another season of every day reading ESPN.com or watching sports TV or listening to sports radio. (sighs) And this is what we have to talk about. Yeah. And I guess I appreciate the honesty a bit from Tom Brady. This is a guy that's been unbreakable for what, 23 seasons now, it seems like, but now he is finally saying like, look, it hurts getting out of bed. I mean, I'm 28 and we do sports talk radio. It's not exactly labor intensive and I've got aches. I've got pains. I I run every day. I try to work out when I can. And yeah, my, my legs hurt, my feet hurt, stuff like that. So I know Tom Brady is going through it, but you can't make such a spectacle about your whole retirement, non-retirement, come back and start saying this stuff. It, it, it doesn't add up. And then they get out to, okay, so now they're 2-0, and oh, but what happens if they go on a four-game losing streak? Right. Every question is going to be, well, do you feel like you're breaking down? Do you feel like you can't pay enough attention? Do you feel like you're not as focused? Do you not love the game as much? And here's the problem, Steve. He invited it on himself by saying these stupid things, by saying he's 45 and he's got a lot of bleep going on, by saying that he's 45 and he's waking up and he feels like bleep. I mean, like you said, hearing the the candor is cool, but at the same time, now you're creating this entire new narrative again. We're getting on the merry-go-round all over again for what feels like the 10th year in a row with Brady because he's it's amazing what he's doing. And it's amazing that he's doing it at this age and he's playing at this level for this long. But now you're going to have this smoke tail following you for the entire season, hanging over your head and trailing behind your butt. That, that is he or isn't he? Does he have one foot out the door? It's become so annoying. And as an NFL fan, like 
how amazing were the games yesterday? I'd rather be talking about my Jets comeback and the Cardinals game and the Dolphins game and what the hell is going on with the Cowboys. Why are they better with Cooper Rush than they are with Dak Prescott? There's And the Falcons almost winning again and collapsing in epic proportions again. There's so many great Maybe headlines. people don't want us to talk about that. Well, you both, I think. <laughs> Falcons I think, fans are – although I think people are, people are pretty – I think – I don't know what the right word is. But they were hopeful after yesterday's game against the Rams. That was supposed to be a blowout. Yeah, going they were, in, they were double it, digit it was under. early. Yeah, yeah. Right, and the way that they came back, I think you know, around the office this morning, the the mood was was lighter than I thought it might be. So John Fricky wasn't panicking. You know, he actually wasn't. He he stopped by when yeah. I was cutting up some sound, and you know, he was he was very calm. You can maybe you can teach an old dog new tricks, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and for those who don't know, check out John and Hugh every morning, five to nine a.m. Eastern, <laughs> on Sports Radio ninety two nine. The game they are, they are the best way to wake up <laughs> and get your day started because you truly never know what the hell is going to come out of either one of their mouths. So, that's <laughs> for my money. That's why they're a great morning show. Um, but getting back to the Brady stuff, it's just you know, it's one thing if. The the Seal and Arthur Smith quote, the surface narratives were coming up around you, you know, organically. He's inviting this on himself with the with these press conferences, with all the documentaries, with the TB12, with the, the public spat now with the wife leaking out. I mean, listen, eventually, you know. I don't even want to say this because it's he hasn't been yet, but eventually he's going to, Father Time will defeat him. I don't know when. Me and you he didn't might look be great yesterday. No, and he didn't look great. Against, and we, uh, against didn't, the Saints. No, they scored one offensive touchdown both games this season. It's been the defense that's been leading them, and you know, right. frankly, it, it, the defense was maybe the main reason they won the Super Bowl a couple of years ago too. But, you know, Brady wasn't a passenger on that team, and he certainly wasn't a passenger last year. He led the league in It certainly wasn't like Peyton Manning on the way to a Super Bowl where you could tell he just – he couldn't even lift his right arm. No, his his neck was hanging up by a thread off of his shoulders. I mean, no, it's not that at all. I mean, Brady led the league in passing last year. He's still doing amazing things. But part of it is we're not able to appreciate it as much because now for the first time in his career – he has baggage up to his ears, and, and that's just a new thing for Brady. Coming from Belichick, coming from New England where, you know, nothing got out. It was, you know, it was locked doors, and it was, you know, they had a, a moat surrounding the facility, and they had, you know, steel walls leading into the Gillette practice facility. I mean, you know, if you had drama going on in New England, we certainly didn't know about it. And now that he's basically running the entire Tampa Bay franchise, he's – letting out some some dirty laundry which is fine but then you got to deal with this tom and that's the thing if you're going to come out and say that after the game you feel like bleep and your body hurts and then if you go out and have a couple stinkers you know where the media is going they're going to be like sharks trying to get their chomping at the bait and they're going to try to get you that's just what it is yeah and in part of being this tampa tom or whatever you you mentioned it this is part of that and in in new england i think beat reporters are probably so scared that that they can't release anything or else Belichick is going to have them, you know, shipped off to Siberia or something. He doesn't have that same kind of protection down in Tampa. No, not at all. Because he's, he's the first, second and last line of defense there. Todd Bowles yep. isn't going to 
You will not. I, I would bet amount of money that mattered to me. You're not going to hear Todd Bowles chastise Brady once this Never. Season. It'll be mild criticism at best. Yeah, he's he the reason need, Todd Bowles is in there. Yeah, he doesn't. He doesn't need to do that. Like Todd Bowles knows if the team is not doing well and Brady's not playing well, Brady knows about it. He doesn't need to go out and make an example of a forty-five-year-old quarterback who's clearly got a lot of other stuff going on in his life. So for the Week One edition, Episode One edition of the HOFA, Tom Brady complaining that he feels like an old man. We will be bringing you one of these each and every episode to close it out. Steve, this has been fun, man. I'm excited to get this podcast rolling. Me too, man. The world needed another podcast, and we stepped up and answered the call. And uh, uh, I think you know what? A great first entry. At least we're trying to do something a little different here on offense. Exactly. We're trying to give you guys something that you normally don't get, which is some inside access into one of the top sports radio stations in the country, 929 The Game, and other sports media news will give you our insight as people who do work in the industry every single day about what we think about what's going on in the industry, as well as what's going on in the world of sports, pop culture, you name it. You just got a little taste of the things that we like to talk about coming up on Thursday. Like I said, I'm going to tackle something going on with this Thursday night football broadcast that needs to be fixed as well as a very popular TV show that Steve I'm struggling to get into. So we're going to talk about all that and more. And it's something that I think you like as well. So we may have our first fisticuffs going. So in, like in order with, with the media nugget bell, we may need to get like a ding, 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 ding <laughs> sound going. Like when we step into the boxing ring, if we disagree on a take about something in the media. Yeah, that's it. And I like it. This is the off air podcast. So we're, we're planning these things, you know, right with you guys. You're listening with us and you're going to hear this show develop. You're going to see this show develop. You know, if you're watching with us on the stream, you can download, listen anywhere, download anywhere, anywhere you get your podcast. We're going to be here Tuesdays and Thursdays. That's right. So make sure a couple of things. Put us on iTunes. Put us on Spotify. Rate, review, subscribe, please. It helps tremendously. Takes two seconds. And make sure you download the Odyssey app where you can get all your favorite radio stations, including 929 The Game and the bevy of other podcasts. Shout out to guys like Bo Morgan and Dylan Matthews who are doing Peachtree football. You want the best Atlanta Falcons breakdown after the game day? Go check them out. It's on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. And that's where this will be as well. What's this? It's off air with myself, Chris Thomas, and Steve Gagliano. We'll catch you guys Thursday morning.